Because the trauma of infertility doesn't just go away. Hi, welcome to Diagnosis Infertility. I'm Andrea. I'm a health and life coach, an infertility warrior, and I want to normalize the trauma associated with infertility, but also make you laugh out loud at least once. If you're trying to wrap your head around fertility, maybe you have experienced infertility in the past, maybe you're worried about it in the future, or you're currently in the freaking trenches, going through it right now, or maybe someone close to you is, then this podcast is for you. Here we are all about being raw, telling it how it is, and giving you real action items to support your mental, emotional, and physical health. Because girlfriend, it's about all three. Okay, let's get started. Hi. Okay. Welcome back. I am grateful you're here again today. So as a reminder, today is a give it a Google day for the podcast, which means that I don't necessarily believe everything that is going to come out of my mouth that I read from Google. It means that I'm starting to make fun of it. I'm starting to make fun of us as women, society, who decides to Google everything because we think that they are going to have the answer. And maybe it'll make us feel better. I feel like you can find anything on Google that you want to find. So today we're Googling what are the five main causes of infertility. And I feel like if I tweak that question enough that I'm going to find the answer or get the results that I want to see or that I want to read. So anyway, i I just wanted you to know, like a disclaimer here, that what I'm about to read doesn't necessarily mean that it's true, right? I'm just going to start reading what's out there, the things that are put on the internet for us as consumers to consume, and maybe which we start to believe, and probably what is causing us to act the way that we act. Because sometimes we'll read all these things and think that this is the answer, and The internet doesn't know everything. Google doesn't know everything. I love Google. Don't get me wrong. But when we start Googling stuff about infertility or maybe other different health things, it doesn't always have our best interests in mind and it's not always catered to us as unique individuals. So anyway, I wanted to just throw that out there that I'm just going to give it a go. So how we're going to run today's episode is a little bit different than how I've run episodes in the past. So I haven't, I haven't prepared for this at all. I'm going to Google it right now in real time, and I'm going to read to you what I see, and then we're going to talk about it. And you're going to get my true, raw, honest feedback, because what else would you get? I mean, that's why you're here. You're starting to realize that, that I just am going to be me. Okay. So let's get started. What are the five main causes of infertility? Let's see. Okay. They include, drumroll please, number one, age. Woman's fertility gradually declines with age, especially in the mid-30s. You guys, I'm going to be 35 in two days. So stupid. Okay. Not not my birthday is not stupid. This, okay, especially in the mid-30s is stupid. So, and it drops rapidly after age 37. Okay, so number one is age. And what do we think about that? I literally was just Googling myths the other day too because also super curious about that. And age, age is on the myths, you guys. (laughs) It's so controversial. Um. Number two, tobacco use. Smoking tobacco or marijuana by either partner may may reduce the risk or may reduce the likelihood of pregnancy. 
Number three, alcohol use. Okay, alcohol use is a cause of infertility, I guess. Number four, being overweight slash being underweight. So not being the perfect weight, I guess. Um, And number five is exercise problems. So, okay. Okay, let's talk about that. Alcohol. I mean, does is alcohol really good for us? No. Is alcohol really delicious? Yes. I love tequila. That is not a shock to everyone. And I also love red wine. And I also love some peanut butter whiskey. And I do like to have a drink every now and again. And yeah, for a little bit there, did I tend to lean towards having a drink more days than not? The answer is yes. Am I dependent on alcohol? <laughs> Am I dependent on alcohol? The answer is no. Would I like a margarita right now? I mean, if you brought me one, I wouldn't say no. Okay. But your drinking intermittently, I think is not going to be the worst thing. I have had clients, I've had people that I've talked to say that they can safely, I think you can safely have three, what would equate to three glasses of wine a week. So they're not saying that you have to completely stop. I'm sure that overuse of alcohol does have an impact, but let's be honest, overuse of alcohol has an impact on your health overall and not just your reproductive system. So what in what capacity does alcohol cause infertility compared to this Google search? Like, would I say that alcohol is on one of the top five causes of infertility? Probably not. I probably would consider like endometriosis and PCOS um, and like different diseases and or diagnoses like uterine or cervical abnormal like abnormalities or like fallopian tube damage or blockage, maybe early menopause, maybe like adhesions in the pelvis or cancer, right? I don't think I would pick alcohol as one of the top five, but this is what we're going to talk about. So excessive alcohol use is going to likely impact your liver and the way that your body digests certain enzymes that are helpful to, I guess, like cell division and different ways that our body can function at its absolute best. You know, if your liver is not functioning up to snuff, the rest of your body likely isn't going to be functioning up to snuff and therefore have an impact on you. Also with that, I feel like it kind of causes maybe some more energy and fatigue issues, especially if you're drinking so heavily that maybe you have a hangover the next day. So would I say infertility is caused by alcohol? No. Would I say a poor lifestyle is caused by alcohol? Yeah, I think I would get on that boat. Okay. The other one that came up, these are all probably super controversial too. The other one that came up was that being overweight and being underweight. And I had a whole episode talking about, do I have to lose weight to get pregnant? And 
I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But I think there are a lot of people out there who have a bigger body, who have successful and healthy pregnancies, and they get pregnant pretty easily, probably while they're drunk. And so I'm not saying that having a bigger body is going to cause infertility. I don't believe that. Google believes that. They also say that being underweight causes infertility. And I'm guessing this has a lot to do with maybe the symptoms that come from these two different things. So like underweight, typically individuals will have a harder time with a regular period and regular ovulation, which I mean, if you're not doing that regularly and are unable to predict it, it is probably harder to get pregnant more so because of the ovulation. Now is the ovulation situation caused by being underweight or overweight? I don't know, maybe, sure. I also think people with bigger bodies and smaller bodies have just fine periods. So, I mean, I don't know. And if we're back on the bigger body and getting pregnant, that was also in the myths that I was, I mean, I Googled them. (laughs) But it just shows you that Google even contradicts itself. So age wasn't a myth thing that like, yeah, maybe the quality of things decreased slightly, but I don't think it was a big enough difference that it really should be causing a huge issue. And that was the same with being in a bigger body. And I don't necessarily know if it's the excess weight that is on that is causing the problems or if it's the lifestyle that is causing the problems because Hey guys, I want to take this time to tell you about a retreat that's coming up in the Fargo-Moorhead area. It is called Harbor. It's a winter retreat and it is co-hosted by two companies. Haven Midwest is a organization that is redefining life after loss. So this retreat is for women, for moms who have lost a child. It is co-hosted with Soul Space Work, who, um, if you remember, Sarah Smith Warren was on the podcast earlier, episode 22, if you want to go back and take a listen, but they are coming together and doing a really cool retreat. It's two days. It's March 23rd and 24th. And here's a little bit more about it. Mothers who have experienced miscarriage, stillbirth, infant or child loss, that's who we want to just honor. We have a healing circuit that consists of sound baths. Um, movement, meditation, healing. And also it's with other mothers who know how you're feeling, who understand. Don't miss this opportunity to give yourself a gift. I want mothers to know that we are here for them and that this retreat will provide them an honoring to be wrapped in love and holding space for them. Two days of getting to focus on you, getting to honor you, your journey, your child. That is what we're here for. We don't We aren't able to take the time in everyday life when we're busy with jobs, kids, spouses, life's relationships. We don't have the time to always dedicate to our grief journey, which requires so much work and so much energy. You can find the link for this in the show notes. When people are running these studies, when they're deciding that it's because you're overweight 
Is it truly because they looked at lifestyle and habits or is it because they looked at BMI? Because I think they're two very different things. I am curious if a cause of infertility is lifestyle over all of these other things, right? Because I know bigger bodied women who are very healthy, who make very healthy conscious decisions, are very happy with their bodies, do not want to lose weight, move their body, like pour into their body, get their gut right where it needs to be. But would they fall under the quote unquote overweight because BMI is the stupidest thing we've ever seen and it is completely outdated? The answer is yes. Would I consider them healthy? The answer is absolutely yes. And there are women who are in a body size that's maybe a two, right? They're size two. And they have just shit for habits and lifestyle. But their body is smaller. That's their chromosomal makeup. That's just the way genetics are working for them. And you know what? Maybe they're also struggling with infertility. But no, I haven't seen a research study yet on infertility and lifestyle. So I'm just going to get on my soapbox for a second. So maybe we stop worrying about, maybe we stop worrying about all these other factors and start worrying about lifestyle. Okay. And then the last one was exercise issues. I don't even know what that means. Exercise issues. Let's see. A lack of exercise contribute. (laughs) Here we go. A lack of exercise contributes to obesity, which increases the risk of infertility. Less often, ovulation problems may be associated with frequent, strenuous, intense exercise in women who are not overweight. Okay. (laughs) I mean, can we win? Can women just win? The answer is no, we can't. Can't exercise too much, but you need to exercise. You can't be overweight, but you can't be underweight. You can't have an inactive lifestyle because being obese and overweight may increase the risk of infertility. Can't drink alcohol. This one says, for women, there's no safe level of alcohol use during conception or pregnancy. Alcohol use may contribute to infertility. For men, heavy alcohol use can decrease sperm count and motility. Okay. (laughs) I just don't know, guys. I'm just scrolling here. Men. It's just now it's talking about different strategies to increase being pregnant based on these causes. So quit smoking, avoid alcohol and street drugs, limit your caffeine. That wasn't even in there. (laughs) Exercise moderately. Regular exercise is important, but exercising so intensely that your periods are infrequent or absent can affect fertility and avoid weight extremes. I mean, isn't that the goal always? Being overweight or underweight can affect your hormone production and cause infertility. Okay, so there you have it. Straight from Goog's mouth, the main or the five main causes of infertility. So what do you think? Do you think those are the causes of infertility? I personally think that there is nothing we do that causes our infertility 
I personally think that comments like this, things like this, the main causes of infertility, indicates that we have control over this. Now, we have control over our habits and lifestyles and what we do, how we live our life, right? And with that comes different outcomes. So if you live a lifestyle where you have habits that serve you, you are generally in a better mood and you generally have more energy. And with being in a better mood and having more energy, you have different outcomes. You have different relationships. You have different drive and motivation to get things done. Then when you do, if you leave a lifestyle where your habits and routines don't serve you. So maybe you are lacking energy or you're lacking motivation and therefore your outcome looks different because you don't have the motivation and the energy that would require you to attain certain goals, right? I don't think anything we do is wrong. I think we're all committed to different things on a different level anyway, at least when it comes to habits and routines. Because we all have them. We all have habits and routines. It's just, is it serving us or not serving us? But what I'm getting at is infertility is a bitch and it sucks. And I don't think for those of you who are listening that you using alcohol, you being overweight or underweight, you exercising the way you do, you using tobacco or your age is causing your infertility. There's maybe different components and factors that come along with that, but I think sometimes infertility is just there, and sometimes we have a diagnosis that causes it, or sometimes it's just so freaking unexplained, and that sucks as well. So listen up. You are doing the best you can. Don't think that any of these things caused your infertility. You've done nothing wrong. Diagnosis or no diagnosis, you've done nothing wrong. You've done nothing to deserve infertility. You've done nothing to be a part of this club that absolutely sucks. The people in it are pretty freaking awesome. I'm not going to lie. It's the best support group, but it's a club you don't want to be in because you don't know if you're going to be on the other side. You don't know what's going to happen. I can't promise you anything. I can't say... Stick with it. Fight through it. It'll all be worth it. Because I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen for you. I don't know what God has planned for you. I don't know what's aligned for you. I don't know what's in in your future. I know what I experienced. And I know that I believe Jesus and God. I believe in them. But I believe so much that if you align your thoughts, your prayers, and your wants with what God wants for you, I believe he can change your heart for what's in store for you so that you're going to want that. And maybe it's that time too where you're thinking, do I keep going with this? Do I not? Like, I don't know what to do. That's okay, right? I think he's going to align your heart with what your path is supposed to be. And that might be a child-free life. That might be adoption. That might be foster care. That might be IVF. That might be IUI. That might be stealing a kid off the street. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Okay. So whatever 
your thoughts are, whatever your plan is, minus actually stealing a kid because that's illegal and I will turn you in. (laughs) I was talking with my friends the other day and one of them was like, if I had to hide a body, would you help me? And I was like, absolutely not. I would turn you in. And they found out real quick where I lie on that. Anyway, wherever you're at in this whole journey, you did not cause this. And I don't know what the top main or the top five causes are, or the five main causes of infertility are, but it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters because it's nothing we can control. Okay. I love you guys. Rooting for you. And uh, I hope it doesn't storm this week because <laughs> it's my birthday week and I really want to go out to eat with my friends. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening in today. I hope it inspired you or maybe you awkwardly snorted out loud. Either way, totally cool. Now listen, those of us who really need to hear something like today's episode might need a gentle nudge to tune in. Please, if you know anyone that would benefit from today's episode, please text it to her right now. And remember, you are not a mess. You are brave for trying. Can't wait to talk soon.